0: Chapter Fifteen of Tick Tock of Oz This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J. C. Guan. Tick Tock of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Fifteen The Dragon Defies Danger. Although the journey through the tube was longer this time than before, it was so much more comfortable than none of our friends minded it at all. They talked together most of the time, and as they found the dragon good-natured and fond of the sound of his own voice, they soon became well acquainted with him and accepted him as a companion. "'You see,' said Shaggy in his frank way, "'Quox is on our side, and therefore the dragon is a good fellow. If he happened to be an enemy, instead of a friend, I am sure I should dislike him very much, for his breast smells of brimstone.' He is very conceited, and he is so strong and fierce that he would prove a dangerous foe. "'Yes, indeed,' returned Quokes, who had listened to this speech with pleasure. "'I suppose I am about as terrible as any living thing. I am glad you find me conceited, for that proves I know my good qualities. As for my breath smelling of brimstone, I really can't help it. And I once met a man whose breath smelled of onions, which I consider far worse.' I don't, said Betsy. I love onions. And I love brimstone, declared the dragon. So don't let us quarrel over one another's peculiarities. Saying this, he breathed a long breath and shot a flame fifty feet from his mouth. The brimstone made Betsy cough, but she remembered about the onions and said nothing. They had no idea how far they had gone through the center of the earth, nor when to expect the trip to end. At one time the little girl remarked, i wonder when we'll reach the bottom of this hole and isn't it funny shaggy man that what is the bottom to us now was the top when we fell the other way what puzzles me said files is that we are able to fall both ways that announced tiktok is because the world is round exactly responded shaggy the machinery in your head is in fine working order tiktok you know betsy that there is such a thing as the attraction of gravitation "'which draws everything toward the centre of the earth. "'That is why we fall out of bed, "'and why everything clings to the surface of the earth.' "'Then why doesn't everyone go down to the centre of the earth?' "'inquired the little girl.' "'I was afraid you were going to ask me that,' "'replied Shaggy in a sad tone. "'The reason, my dear, is that the earth is so solid "'that other solid things can't get through it. "'But when there's a hole, as there is in this case, "'we drop right down to the centre of the world.' why don't we stop there asked betsy because we go so fast that we acquire speed enough to carry us right up to the other end i don't understand that and it makes my head ache to try to figure it out she said after some thought one thing draws us to the centre and another thing pushes us away from it but-don't ask me why please interrupted the shaggy man if you can't understand it let it go at that do you understand it she inquired "'All the magic isn't in Fairyland,' he said gravely. "'There's lots of magic in all nature, and you may see it as well in the United States where you and I once lived, as you can hear.' "'I never did,' she replied. "'Because you were so used to it all that you didn't realize it was magic. Is anything more wonderful than to see a flower grow and blossom, or to get light out of the electricity in the air?' the cows that manufacture milk for us must have machinery fully as remarkable as that in tiktok's copper body and perhaps you've noticed that-and then before shaggy could finish his speech the strong light of day suddenly broke upon them grew brighter and completely enveloped them the dragon's claws no longer scraped against the metal tube for he shot into the open air a hundred feet or more and sailed so far away from the slanting hole that when he landed it was on the peak of a mountain and just over the entrance to the many underground caverns of the gnome king. Some of the officers tumbled off their seats when Quox struck the ground, but most of the dragon's passengers only felt a slight jar. All were glad to be on solid earth again, and they at once dismounted and began to look about them. Rearly enough, as soon as they had left the dragon, the seats that were strapped to the monster's back disappeared, and this probably happened because there was no further use for them and because quox looked far more dignified in just his silver scales of course he still wore the forty yards of ribbon around his neck as well as the great locket but these only made him look dressed up as betty remarked now the army of gnomes had gathered thickly around the mouth of the tube in order to be ready to capture the band of invaders as soon as they popped out there were indeed hundreds of gnomes assembled, and they were led by Guff, their most famous general. But they did not expect the dragon to fly so high, and he shot out of the tube so suddenly that it took them by surprise. When the gnomes had rubbed the astonishment out of their eyes and regained their wits, they discovered the dragon quietly seated on the mountainside far above their heads, while the other strangers were standing in a group and calmly looking down upon them. General Guff was very angry at the escape which was no one's fault but his own come down here and be captured he shouted waving his sword at them come up here and capture us if you dare replied queen anne who was winding up the clockwork of her private soldier so he could fight more briskly guff's first answer was a roar of rage at the defiance then he turned and issued a command to his gnomes these were all armed with sharp spears and with one accord they raised these spears and threw them straight at their foes so that they rushed through the air in a perfect cloud of flying weapons some damage might have been done had not the dragon quickly crawled before the others his body being so big that it shielded every one of them including hank the spears rattled against the silver scales of quox and then fell harmlessly to the ground they were magic spears of course and all straightway bounded back into the hands of those who had thrown them. But Gough could see that it was useless to repeat the attack. It was now Queen Anne's turn to attack, so the generals yelled, FORWARD MARCH! And the colonels and majors and captains repeated the command, and the valiant army of Oogaboo, which seemed to be composed mainly of TikTok, marched forward in single column toward the gnomes, while betsy and polychromes cheered and hank gave a loud hee-haw and shaggy shouted hurray and queen anne screamed at them Tik-Tok, at them the gnomes did not await the clockwork man's attack but in a twinkling disappeared into the underground caverns they made a great mistake in being so hasty for tiktok had not taken a dozen of steps before he stubbed his copper toe on a rock and fell flat to the ground where he cried pick me up pick me up pick me up until Shaggy and Fals ran forward and raised him to his feet again. The dragon chuckled softly to himself as he scratched his left ear with his hind claw, but no one was paying much attention to clocks just then. It was evident to Anne and her officers that there could be no fighting unless the enemy was present, and in order to find the enemy they must boldly enter the underground kingdom of the gnomes. So bold a step demanded a council of war. "'Don't you think I'd better drop in on Ruggedo and obey the others of the Jinjin?" Jin? asked Hooks. "'By no means,' returned Queen Anne. "'We have already put the army of gnomes to flight, "'and all that yet remains is to force our way into those caverns "'and conquer the gnome king and all his people.' "'That seems to me something of a job,' said the dragon, closing his eyes sleepily. "'But go ahead, if you like, and I'll wait here for you. "'Don't be in any hurry on my account.' To one who lives thousands of years the delay of a few days means nothing at all, and I shall probably sleep until the time comes for me to act. Anne was provoked at this speech. You may as well go back to Titi-Tihu-Chu now, she said, for the Nome King is as good as conquered already. But Quox shook his head. No, said he, I'll wait. End of chapter 15